What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. We are here tonight to discuss a series of liberal events or unfortunate events, whatever. I'm here, with, as always, with my co-host, Mr. Austin Rawlson. Austin, buddy, how are you? Good. Working hard, keeping busy. Fuck yeah. Election season is almost over. I meant to ask you about that. I feel stupid. When does it actually end? <laughs> well, for most elections, it ends election day. Or a few days afterward, because there's like vote curing and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but for in the city of Brighton, Colorado, they have a thing called runoff election, right? Where there's if there's more than two people, one of the three one of the three or more people has to get to fifty percent. Oh, okay. So if they sense. don't get to fifty percent, then everybody but the top two vote getters right move on to the next ballot, and the next ballot is and the election is the runoff takes one month, and then they vote. Again, right. which will be December fourth, and whoever wins that elect, whoever wins the most votes, and that just the two of them, right, then becomes the mayor. So, oh, absolutely. I was just curious because I was like, man, I'm not smart when it comes to that shit. Oh, speaking of uh, interesting shit, I don't know if I told you this, but after the whole, um, like the the day they were revealing Kyle Rittenhouse's fucking uh, TikTok username. That became my Xbox username, <laughs> as well as Instagram. All my handles is now four doors, more whores. Um, Xbox, I'm already kicked off, so I can't <laughs> use that. Like, that lasted 24 hours. The excuse they put, though, was it was considered cyberbullying. <laughs> I was like, how? It's more inappropriate than anything. But you know obvious reasons. But with that, <clears throat> I got my opinions on it. Do you think he's going to get off? I I think I think so without a doubt he's he's not he's definitely not doing prison time there's no way. I don't think that it gets I don't <clears> think <throat> a mistrial gets declared just cuz that would look too bad on the judge and the prosecutor. Yeah. I think what happens is um he gets off the murder chart all the murder chart all the felony right. charges and he gets hit with a Small, like six months of community service, yeah. like, like a gun charge or something. It shouldn't have went that far at all. It was very clearly a political situation, if you will. Because had this have been something else, it wouldn't have made the fucking headlines like it did. And we now know for sure the other guy, what's his name, Gage something, the one that testified, yeah. had a handgun. And it, it's still a gun. Yeah, it's still a gun. He still pointed at him advanced on him Rittenhouse did not shoot until after the guy pointed and advanced at him so that pretty much destroyed the entire case (laughs) like that came out and I was like so this whole thing is pointless we already knew that but now it's been verified the best part is the judge dude this judge is hilarious like the patriotic tie after the fact that his phone goes off (laughs) (laughs) like this shit is crazy it's so nuts that it took a year why here you're you're in some of this stuff so you may know the answer to this why does shit like this take a fucking year because um like what people see the actual court cases isn't really the most important thing oh, okay. there's like deposition where they have the um the prosecution have to explain to Kyle Rittenhouse and his attorneys right what he what all he's being um tried on well I'm assuming they have to build a case and all yeah, that and then shit each t- team has to build a case and then before before that team for the prosecution can bring anything up they have to get all that clear with the judge first yeah 
the defense has to get it all clear with the judge first. And then they both have to show each other what they have, what, what they're they going to use. That's kind of fucked what up. They, what they're going to use. And then that takes time. And then... Excuse me. Sorry. Then there's then the prosecution and defense interview people and then build the right. roster and then get get each one of these witnesses <clears throat> um, approved and then mm. they have to get a jury which takes weeks of right. figure out who should be on the jury and who shouldn't be and recruiting people for the jury on. yeah and for this and this and this instance is pretty difficult to was difficult to pick a jury because you'd want to pick a jury that has been exposed as little as possible to the uh, yeah. story. It's hard to do, and this is a literal national news story on every radio and every radio station, and every TV channel. Yeah. yeah, like you saw that with the juror that got removed, that made that remark. I don't remember the exact remark. I just know that the judge was like, "Okay, well, goodbye," because we can clearly see where you stand with this. That's why they can't let a lot of. It's really hard to pick jurors, and it's a shitty process when you're in that. I don't know if you've ever experienced it, like having to be called for jury duty. I got as far as going into the courthouse and they were talking to all of us. And my dad was like, just tell them you're a racist. There's no way they'll let you out there. I was like, I'm not lying, dude. That's bullshit. But then they had asked me, like, okay, so if we present to you a, like a case where a 14-year-old had stabbed a father, are you willing to sit down and listen to all the evidence and facts or do you already have a judgment that you've made? I'm like, well, most likely that kid probably did it. And they're like, even if you don't know what you're saying right now, we still can't let you in for that. You have to sit down without any bias. You have to hear both sides of the story. And I was like, well. Well, yeah, mine was, I sat down, like, are you willing to be impartial? I was like, yeah, I'll be completely impartial. It's like, are you willing to. Yeah. And they go, what is your opinion on the death penalty? And I was like, well, if they raped or murdered Fry somebody. Him. I was like, hang them up in the streets. And they, and they were not. like, um, can we, pl- we would may have a motion to dismiss this jerk. <laughs> They're like, oh, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's stupid. I think. I've said this before, we've talked about this, we spent a whole episode in the past talking about, like, death penalty and shit. They really should bring it back for a lot of different things. Well, my opinion on the death penalty has changed so much the past couple months. Why? Um, I've been reading a lot of John Adams. John Adams, second president of the United States and co-author of the Declaration of Independence. I've been reading a bunch of John Adams and just, like, studying John Adams and stuff has really changed my opinion on the death penalty because John Adams... His big thing was like protect the innocent, protect the innocent. And well, yeah. His big and one of, one of his guilty. and one of his big things was it is one of my favorite John M's quotes. Now is it is more important to ensure that innocence is protected than that the guilty are um, punished. Right, and and so the argument is it's more important. To ensure that the that if the few people that may slip through the cracks that are innocent, it's more important that they are protected, right. to protect the innocents, than it is to prosecute or to punish the guilty. Well, yeah, given like what we're seeing now, even with this whole case where the judge is like, why would you, in your right mind, question his right to speech, to be silent, to talk? You know, like, that's always been the case. Why would you... That's a clear-cut example of what we're seeing right now is it seems it's more that, like, now it's, oh, you're guilty right away. And it is political, too. A lot of it's political. We've seen it with the whole white woman syndrome thing and different shit. So, no, that makes sense. I get that. I just think that if they could prove it, which is also a hard thing because you could prove that somebody did something they didn't do. The thing is, like, if you could prove... 
without an without a shadow of a doubt that this person did it. Yeah. Then for rape and for murder, for most cases, that I think it should be legal. Uh huh. Um, I think that, but when it comes to the death penalty, I don't like electric chairs. I don't like lethal injection. Costs too much money. Yeah, it's expensive. Just, just, we go. And you're accused of guilty. You walk outside. We've got a special little. We got a special little <laughs> rack for the blood to drain down. Shoot you in the back of the head. We're done. Right or public execution hangings and shit. How they used to do that stuff. I wonder how much that costed. A lot of money. Uh, did it really just to like? Well, I can imagine the whole setting up the crank, making the plank they walk up on top. There's three ropes. All the contraptions. You gotta people hire some. Paid. You gotta hire people to set it up. You gotta hire yeah. people to take it down. You gotta. Um, Hire the dude to do the actual job. I bet you that paid a lot. <laughs> Things so. like I wonder about that because I was watching. I, f- I feel like there's a, was a lot of people who wanted to do it. Oh, absolutely! I would do it, dude. Like I don't know how shitty that sounds, but I'm like, I would do it because a motherfucker still has to get paid when the price is right. I really don't want to like be responsible for taking somebody's life or watching them die unless they deserve it, and there's a price for it. As shitty as that sounds, like, what if for whatever reason we go back to that time and they're like, hey. To be an executioner and all you do is pull the switch, you don't do anything else but that. We will legitimately pay you a sum, a lump sum of like ten thousand dollars per death. I'm, I'm doing it, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it. Fuck that. Like you're just gonna stand there, listen to six hours of people talking shit about this dude, and then click. I'm doing it. But I can understand where people are like, I don't know if I could do that because whether they're bad or not, you're still taking a mother's child away from her. You're taking a wife's husband from her. You're taking, like, all these people. They could be evil as shit. You're still ruining somebody's life. That's the hardest part about being a cop. That's, like, an argument I've heard from my dad. Because he was, like, the shittiest thing about breaking into all these houses to get people to calm down that were holding their wives at gunpoint or wearing crosshairs with them, whatever. If we had to take their life, we just took that kid's father away. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking... That would that would rough me up a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, and there's no doubt you would see their face at night. Like you could be a cold-hearted son of a bitch. You're probably still gonna see him when you're sleeping. You're just like chilling in bed, and all of a sudden you hear the switch go off, and you're like, "Where's my daddy?" <laughs> like, Shit, I shouldn't have done that to Rittenhouse. <laughs> That's fucked up. Kyle, no. <laughs> that kid got chunky. He was pretty fat when they got him, but he got really fat. Dude, I'd have gotten fat too, and all that stress. Well, think about it. He has a whole year to sit there and go. My life could be over. And that's why I had a hard time watching him break down. Seeing him get ready to do it, I was like, I don't think I can watch the rest of this. Did you see what LeBron said? Piece of shit, yeah. fucked up LeBron, LeBron James. Dude. I can't stand him. Like, he you know what's funny is he said that shit, and then, was it Ben Shapiro? Somebody was like, didn't you cry when you had a muscle spasm and they posted the picture? I was like, yeah, dude, I hate LeBron James. Somebody that's not even playing anyway is talking shit, like... Focus on the Lakers. Coming from the dude, coming from the dude who who came out and defended that like Micaiah Bryant, yeah, who tried to stab that chick and the cop dome pieced her. Yeah, dude, that shit was crazy too. I remember that there was like a bunch of videos related to that where cops were getting into like all these infractions with people, and the people were being like really insubordinate, like just assholes. Like, are you gonna insubordinate shoot me? and childish <laughs> and childish? <laughs> like, you gonna shoot me like y'all did, my cop Bryant? He's like, you gonna try to stab me like she did? <laughs> and they would get all mad, but I'm like, it's the truth. That shit is so scary. Not to mention, you have no support with celebrities like LeBron James. And I really wish they wouldn't get involved. You know they do it because it's not just their right to, but the platform. Yeah, and also, 
the shoe deal. <laughs> yeah. It makes you money to be retarded in our society. This is a little off topic, but speaking of being retarded in society, did you see what Gene Simmons said about vaccinated people and unvaccinated people? Uh, no. So, I don't know how recent this was. I just saw this the other day, so this could have been like a year ago he said it. So, don't quote me on this, but basically, <clears throat> I follow this celebrity on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's like Devin Soya or Sawyer or whatever. He's really not anyone famous. He was in like... I don't even know if you would know anything he was in. He was in the first Final Destination. He's the main character. He was in this movie called Idle Hands. He's... He was a big, pretty boy in the 90s, and is not that anymore. <laughs> like, he makes enough money to where people notice him, but he's not an A-lister, right? He posts this picture on Instagram, Gene Simmons, and it's like, I don't care where you stand politically. If you're walking around unvaxxed, you're the enemy. I'm tired of this mindset that because it's your right to do so, people can die for it. There's no consequences, blah, blah. That's not how he said it. I misquoted a lot of it, but that's the gist of it. Well, excuse me, Gene Simmons, if I don't trust the dude who literally shot freaking drugs up his veins. Yeah, dude, I'm sitting there going, how do people have this actual mindset? That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's the thing is, like, Gene Simmons, you may be okay um, injecting foreign chemicals, yeah, dude, like a... drugs and methamphetamines into your system. Right. Uh, some of us aren't all about that. Well, to pretend like you can't talk to people or treat people the same because they're unvaxxed. Like, okay, if I was really scared for my daughter's health, obviously we'd have to talk about masks or something, but I'm not going to be like, I will never speak to you again. That's the shittiest thing ever. And I know that that dude posted that shit because he's got a big following behind him. It's the same dude that posts pictures every week of, like, Bart Simpson or somebody picking their nose and it says, make America great again. Like, such assholes, dude. And the fucked up part is this dude is such a coward, he disables the comment section because he knows what's going to happen. And so I get so fired up, and I'm like, I really wish I wouldn't listen to celebrities at all. Like, it's so hard not to because they, they say stupid shit. Twitter is the breeding ground for stupid celebrities. Like, I go on there just so I can watch them fight. <laughs> I don't even comment anymore. I used to. I don't anymore. I love watching Joe Rogan say something. People get upset, and they start fighting with him. A celebrity gets involved. It's, it's amazing. It's like watching a wrestling match. But having that pull. That's why Candace Owens is so fun to watch on Twitter. Dude, she fucking destroys people. Because people, because <laughs> she purposely just triggers individuals who want to have trending with her. Right, and if you take the bait, that's on you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Because people post shit all the time on Facebook that I know is directed towards me or people like me. And I won't take the bait because I'm like, I'm not really feeling like arguing it's, with it's you. It's not, it's just not worth the time or the energy at that point. If you're not. If it has nothing the, to do with me. Like, by name, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, and also, it's like, if having this conversation isn't going to either A, change your mind. Yeah, exactly. B, change my mind. Or C, change the mind of people who are watching this conversation. Uh -huh. Then why would I even have the conversation in the first place? Exactly. And it, the only way you could actually change my mind on these things is if there's facts. I'm talking evidence of these things. Like, I don't like the topic of cops kill people because i'm like dude you need to be more specific like cops do kill people bad people cops kill other cops like these things happen you have to be specific what are we talking about right i know what we're talking about but i'm like don't just say cops kill people and they can't change my mind on that because i've seen cops in action i know cops i lived with one i know exactly what it's like for them on the other end and i know for a fact and i can prove it 
cops are not walking around and just targeting black people. That is a dumb topic. It's but statistically incorrect. Wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. In fact, people get mad when you bring this up, but you tell them, well, the majority of people that get killed by police officers aren't just criminals, they're white criminals. They're like, well, white is most of the population. I'm like, okay, but I've said this before. How come we don't know any of their names? How come every time someone that's black dies, we know their name? Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's obviously something worth discussing there, but people don't want to get into that because it's kind of vice versa. And they know I can't change their mind. And also, the issue is, is you can't use percentage of the population. Exactly. That doesn't make you have no to use sense. percentage of crimes committed and percentage of interaction with police. Right. And whites are about 60, about 58 between 50 and 60 percent of police interactions and um blacks are like 48 49 percent of police interactions and you know there's hispanics and native and asian some districts too like some state depending on what state we're talking about in some sections and districts white people commit more of the crimes not in all cases though this isn't a broad number i'm talking about i'm talking like in certain areas, there are white people that commit most of the crimes. So how come we're saying that, oh, it's only black people? But, but also the issue is is that it's disproport- the percentages of crimes committed and the percentages, uh, the percentage of crimes committed and the percentages of um, like police interactions are disproportionate to the population numbers. Yeah. Well, it's also based on what's reported. Yeah. And so... What it boils down to is that, yes, low, uh, when we look at statistics, statistically, black Americans commit a higher percentage of the, of crime in the United yes. States yep. as to a, in relativity of their um, percentage of the population. But that's not because black people commit more crimes. Right. That's because in the United States, um, a majority of black Americans live in suburban, low-income populations. When we go into, like, West Virginia and stuff, and we go into, um... And we go into the... We go into these other, like, white communities. It's obviously gonna be... The crime is high in those, too. The issue isn't a race problem. The issue is a cultural problem. 100%. Where these poor... These poor people... And these poor people, they're growing up without fathers in the home... They're growing up with parents who teach them to resent police. Well, and they're growing up without a structure, without religion or anything. And they're growing up being taught to fear the police. Yeah, they're growing. They grow up with a false uh, sense of hope. They're told to not have any hope that this world is no place for a black man. All cultural. And, and it's like it's like um, Larry Elder says. Larry Larry Elder says that um, in 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 these throughout history. Um, there has been th- two ways to become a man. One is to become a father mm-hmm. of children and a husband and a father and start a family. The other is to become a warrior. Yep. And so what's happening in these in these low-income communities that are being, uh, being attacked by Lyndon B. Johnson, the Democrats' great society, mm-hmm. with these ginormous welfare programs that incentivize, wit- incentivize poor black and white women to not stay with their stay with their their baby daddies and instead become single moms what does incentivize these people is these men can't become men, these boys can't become men by starting a family because these women are telling them they cannot 
Yeah, exactly. So the only way left is to become a warrior. So that's why gang violence is higher in these areas. It is uh-huh. it is why it is why selling drugs and dispersing drugs has gotten higher. It's why violence on a oh, excuse me, violence on a full scale is bigger and higher in these communities is because there's not a familial structure in order to help. Um, there's not a familial structure in order to help these kids grow up. And feel like they're able, they're able to grow out of the situation they came yeah. from, and it's all because of government supporting the single mother household. The greatest lie ever told, one of the greatest lies ever told in America, is that being a single mom is honorable and respectful. It's not, especially it's, it's financially. Dis- yeah. It's disgraceful. The fact that you had a child out of wedlock, and the fact that and and the fact that you had a baby. The fact that you had this baby out of wedlock without a husband isn't something that should be praised. Well, I agree. And, like, I wouldn't look down on them all, but there are some that I do. Like, I understand there's some women that had a shitty hand, but they are partially responsible. They opened their legs. People get mad at me all the time for saying this, especially people that I hold dear to me. You know, like, people that are family, they get really pissed about this. But the fact is you still played a part in it. And it's also, so you're now responsible. And it's also not just single moms who are disgraceful. Single dads. The, 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 the dads who leave their wives and their unborn children Don't pay child support. are yeah. the worst type of humans. Right. And they're the worst people on the planet. Well, and both sides get praised financially through these government systems. Like, Well, it's, incenti- it's incentivized. <clears throat> and it keeps them at young, that level. And then it's also incentivized for young women to ensure that they're... Uh, to um, try to ensure that they are single moms by ensuring that dads can't see their kids or that dads aren't involved. Uh-huh. And well, it's, they give them, like, you know, if you stay in this low-income area or this project, you get this amount of money to live off of. And, like, you, they get p- penalized. Like, I've said this before when with my experience on Section 8 and stuff like that. You get disciplined for doing better. Yeah. They threaten to take it away, and you're like, well, I can't make it just because I got a $2 raise. They're like, well, you don't need that $2 raise if you want this. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I obviously don't want it. It's a helping hand, but it's not supposed to be something I have to live off of, and that shouldn't be what I'm forced to do. That's kind of a fucked up situation, and they do that to them a lot, too. That's why you hear a lot of people say, well, I can't get out of it. You can. 100% you can. But it is cultural. There are so many issues. And with the whole singlehood the single motherhood thing biggest problem with that is too is it is praised and it's not just through the community politicians look at our media movies and shit this dates back a long time dude we're talking like 80s 70s even before that probably there are movies where they praise women like this and not show the downfall of it like they never ever go into how this is also her fault how this is how her life is going to be it's more just like poor her Right. But it's okay because you're strong and you're feminine. Like crazy shit that they feed them. You know what, dude? This is going to get so off topic, but <laughs> actually we'll go into this later. Let me finish this part up first. The problem is, is we do live in the society where they praise that and that's never okay. You do need families. And it, and it makes people complacent and feel like it's normal. Right. Like I have no problem with people that don't want kids or want, don't want marriage. That's not an issue for me. But I have a lot of problems with people that want to have kids, live off the government, have no sort of structure, 
and then go around and demonize those that want to do those things and actually have families. Like, I don't like people that tell me I'm racist or bigoted because I want to be a follower of God. I want to have a family and I want to be the head of the household. That's a problem. It should never be like that. But that's it's very common in media and shit. That's why you don't see that very much either. How right. can how can a boy become a man when he's told that he's not allowed to? How yep. can a girl become a woman when she's told she doesn't have to? Right, and you al- know? also when the main, the main most productive pathway to becoming a man is blocked by government interference. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, then what the hell do you expect when the man the boy has only one other opportunity to become a man, and it's through systematic violence? Exactly. This is going to get off topic. But guys mentioned earlier, I wanted to like shoehorn into this, but I think we're just going to go right into it. This freaking Mormon dude just looked us straight in the face, really concerned. Wait, where? Where'd you see this? He just walked up the stairs. He just made eye contact with me the whole time, like. (laughs) (laughs) He started staring back, like. He's like, why is is there a van here? And what are they doing? (laughs) Is this that piece of shit? I live next to an asshole neighbor who likes to snitch. But, uh, fucking... You also um, live next to a guy who likes cheesecake. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy can use a cheesecake. <laughs> fucking asshole. Um, Some dude's trying to um, sleep with Tony's wife. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks. <laughs> I'm like, one of these days, I'm like, dude, do you understand that you think you're here, but you're actually, like, right here where the ants are? <laughs> like, you are beyond my concern. Because one day I asked Chanel, I was like, I just got to ask it, that type of dude? And she's like, no, gross. And I was like, that bad, huh? And she was like, dude, look at him. He looks like how a belly button smells. Dude, that's <laughs> disgusting. So I was like, okay, I didn't think so. But... He's all supportive and listens to this. He's all pissed off. Though. He's like, <laughs> son of a bitch. No, I'm sure he hates me, dude, because uh, they're above us. And the most, most of the complaints we get about us are from them. But it's probably to keep the heat off their back. They're, they're getting high and tripping acid and shit. Right. So, but no, we have like neighbors that like they'll stare at us while we're sitting in the car, kind of like right now, and they'll talk shit. But uh, <clears throat> I've been reading a book. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but it's called Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze That's Seducing Our Daughters by Abigail Schreier or whatever. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Dude. I haven't read it, but I know who Abigail Schreier is, but... Well, I was like fucking, oh, now what? I was uh, reading it because, what does this dick want? <laughs> I was, oh, you dick it! Fucking asshole. I was reading it because, A, I got a coupon for it. So, <laughs> no, I knew about it beforehand because Joe Rogan had her on, Ben Shapiro had her on his show, and then she was on something else. And she talks about the book in depth and all that. I was like, you know, I think I'm going to try to read it. It's not just a whole book about, like, the transgender shit. It's actually a whole book about different kids that went through this shit and are experiencing regret. But this is a little off topic from the book. When I was reading in the introduction, it gives you all these statistics, like different shit that you probably don't even know until you read it. One of them is teenagers now are less likely to commit some sort of act where there's bodily harm, such as the past generations, drinking, smoking, things like that. Right. But they're three times more likely to be vulnerable to their emotions, meaning social media and stuff like that will fuck them up. They're mentally more unstable than they are physically, whereas in the younger generations, they did stupid crap. Right? You always have to worry about your kid, like, 
getting high and doing stuff like that. Kids now, as much as there's still a population of them that does it, they're more mentally fucked up. And I didn't realize this till I was reading this book, and I was like, how can a generation that has everything be so lonely? But that's why. I was like, it's really in-depth. It's like, dude, think of it like this. You got kids that fall for this image of social media. When you're older, you understand what's real and what's not. These are young kids whose like brains haven't developed yet. They're seeing how you're supposed to be, and then they see people that are advocates or influencers. That's where stuff like the transgender, bulimia, well, all that stuff starts. It's that, and it's hard. It's a lot of these kids, they, when you watch someone every day, every day for a couple months, you, you feel like you, 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 you feel like you're connected to that person. Yeah, and but that's... but you're only seeing the best, coolest parts of their life. Yeah, you're not seeing the mundane. You're not seeing the sadness. You're not seeing the real right. things that make us human. So they they what happens is they get these ideas of my life should be like this guy's life, mm, but it's that. not. Why is it not? But that's because they're cutting all of the bad stuff out. Exactly, and they don't have a. Um... They don't have room to suffer. This is from the book. They don't have room to suffer from the scars such as our generations did because when we got hurt or something happened to us mentally, physically, we weren't coddled. We weren't, we didn't have that. I mean, yeah, we had social media, but it was a little bit different. We were able to heal from our scars and you learn from that mistake. These kids are coddled so they don't heal from them scars and they're doing it alone. Because remember in the old days, probably a little bit before our time, when somebody got bullied, it was usually a group of people, friends and shit. Now these kids get bullied, like, singularly. like Right. And it goes off of dumb shit, too, right? Like, uh, you remember back in high school, there was always that one kid that was like, I got this many followers on Twitter. Bow down, bitch. And if you had, like, two followers, you were a loser. That still follows. And that kid's like, those followers is how shitty my life is. Like, that's how they continue it. But they're alone, and they're single, and they just want to be like that. But they don't know what's going on because, again, this is a, ch- a fucking child. This is a tiny person that has no idea what's going to happen in life. And I'm, like, so scared for kids nowadays because, like, when like when we well, – less me, but, like, people older than us, they didn't have social media when they were kids. Right. That They had to talk to each other. Yeah. And so the thing is, like, you're stupid when you're 13. Oh, 100%. And 14 and 15 and 16. You're stupid. It's dumb as shit. And so – these kids from nine, from like eight years old, have social media. They're, They're putting retarded stuff fuck, on their like... Facebook. They're going to become thirty-two, and It'd people are going to dig yeah. through their old Facebook stuff. And be like, "Oh, you said this horrible thing back in two thousand and nine." That's scary as shit, right? Like everything you've, like I think God, some of the stupid retarded things I said is not recorded. Everything these kids have done and said, stupid or smart, has been recorded. It's going to follow them, yeah. And it's going to follow them everywhere. Well, I don't think people think about that. They don't think about how it doesn't matter if you use a VPN or how you hack shit or whatever. There's always a digital trail. So your shit's out there. Like, I'm really not going to get into stories time right now, but let's just say this. I was a dumb teenager. I sent dick pics (laughs) upon request. My penis is out there now. Like, it's, <laughs> it's there. It's not coming back ever. It's there. These kids don't realize that and the sexting and the mental abuse they put on each other through messages. All this stuff is out there. And they're fucked completely. I'm talking like, I know how conspiracy theorist this sounds, but there's going to be a future. We're already seeing it now, but there's going to be a future where it's literally set in motion when they want to destroy you and put you away for something you did. 
you can probably get charged for a digital crime. Like, they're going to look back and see how you were on Twitter. That scares me, and not to mention, even though we had social media, maybe it wasn't the same for you, maybe it was for me. We still talked to each other because social media was still pretty new in my time. It was like, a you know, everyone, well, not everyone, but most people had a smartphone. We didn't really communicate through Facebook and all that because it was still something that was brand new. So we would still talk in person, but now the newer generation is less likely to talk to each other in person. And if they do, they're still looking at their phone. I'm guilty of it. Like, dude, I have a problem with this phone. I'll admit it. I'm on this thing a lot. It's not healthy, but whatever. Let's just say this. You got a room full of kids, right? They're supposed to be hanging out. It's a Friday night. When you were younger, a Friday night was what? Video games, maybe going outside, doing stuff where you're not necessarily picking up your phone every two minutes. Now that is how they're playing. Like, they're legit in chat rooms like this. And he's, like, right next to him, and they're just talking, but they're, like, on the same fucking... They're right in the same room. that pisses me off. I hate when people call me in my own fucking house. (laughs) (laughs) They're there with me. That makes me so mad. But, like, also, like, my grandmother has is really hard of hearing and she mumbles when she talks right so, so she'll stand at the top of the stairs and go blah, blah, blah. i'm like what the <laughs> hell did you just say grandma i was like why did she's like come over like just call me like just be like blah, blah, blah. hey austin i need help with this how do i do this and then if i need to come upstairs i'll go upstairs but don't call me just but, because <laughs> but call me if you need something you don't need to stand at the top of the stairs and scream at the top of your lungs and it, it sounds like freaking charlie brown's mom charlie at the brown's top of the stairs like hold on i gotta come to you i can't hear a word you're saying she is really low i've heard her before we were down there with you one time and i could hear her like mumbling and i was like is she just talking to someone? She's standing there looking down and waiting for you. And I was like, man, she's quiet. Like, no, that part I understand. Because I've told Chanel and them, like, if I'm ever on the crapper and something happens, obviously call me. But don't call me to ask me a question about the remote. Or like, yeah. that's stupid. Wait till I get out. Or come and yell. Or even text me. I don't even mind the texting part. Yeah. I don't really like texting because to me, texting is a way of losing our art of communication with each other. But if that works for you, then cool. It's just... It gets to what I'm talking about, about how these teenagers have no social skills. And they're it's not their fault. That's the thing. I think people forget it's not their fault they're being put in this situation. And that's kind of what this book is talking about. It's not just the whole transgender thing. It's basically saying these kids should not have to pay for a crime that they have no idea they're committing. And it is so bad. Like, yeah. especially the transgender thing. You know, I was reading it and it was like the problem is, is these kids don't know that they're going to disfigure their body. They have no idea. And it's not fair to them. And you can't say anything because you've got the state holding your kid hostage, the therapist and all that stuff. And, you know, it's crazy. Is it's a book that's a good conversation to have. It's not because I'm not coming from the angle of I want nothing transgender, even though I don't, I don't. I don't want nothing to do with it. It's not coming near my kids. That's a fact. But I'm talking from a regular standpoint of debate, which is we need to have this discussion. This is not healthy for children. Right. It has nothing to do with me hating on trans people or whatever and everything to do with worrying about my kid committing suicide. Yeah, if you're listening to this right now, let's let's have an exercise, okay? Yeah. Think of the the smartest, most put together eight year old you know. Okay? Think mm-hmm. real hard and think of them. Would you let them pick would you let them pick what they're gonna have for breakfast? No. Absolutely well, no. not. Fuck no. Would you let them pick where you go on vacation? No, fuck no. 
Would you let them pick the way to go to school? Right. Would you pick? Would you let them pick if they are going to go to school that day or not? Exactly. So why would you let them pick their gender? And here's the thing, too, is I understand that gender dysphoria is real. That's what it is, and that's what the book talks about. It's like, hey, this does exist, but because they're trying to mask it so easily, they're even trying to say it's not gender dysphoria, and that's very clearly what it is. Yeah, so the, and most kids actually get over that. And so the moral of the story is if you wouldn't let them pick what you want to eat, how to go to school, if they should go to school, and where to go on vacation, why would you let them pick to cut their freaking penis off? Well, in the book, was I didn't actually know this, but it makes sense. In the book, the whole transgender um, phase is actually affecting teenage girls more than it is boys. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I was like thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, because think about it. Girls are way more vulnerable than boys. Boys are stupid naturally. You know what I'm saying? Like, boys can, are just dumb when they're kids. And girls are so much easier to target, to influence. Yeah, girls are easier to brainwash. And that's why I wonder, because the book even actually makes this point when, you know, the author's talking about when you're a kid, especially in her time, which is, you know, the 90s, you were so vulnerable to, like, the idea of dating and all this stuff. It was so scary. It was new. To the point that the people you surrounded yourself with was the norm for you. That's how you were supposed to live. Very identical to what's going on right now, but it's all, you know, influencers and whatever they want to call themselves. And that's why these kids give into that because it's so easy to believe and it's so easy to want to be accepted. And the shitty thing is, is a lot of the people that do fall for this transgender scam are kids that don't have both parents or they do and the parents aren't present and they haven't been checked emotionally. Or, you know, they got depression, they got all these issues. Or they have parents who are actively brainwashing them oh, into yeah. this garbage. Oh, I, I believe there's that. There's that story, that little boy whose mom says, oh, he wants to wear a dress. He's going to wear a dress. He wants he to wear a dress. He doesn't fucking want to, yeah. And he doesn't want to wear the dress. He goes, I want to wear pants. I want to wear pants. She goes, no, you're wearing a dress. You want to wear a dress. Mm-hmm. And it's gaslighting this poor kid. It's child abuse. It is, 100%. It's blatant child abuse. And that woman should be strung up on a clothesline in downtown Denver. I feel for that father. Are we talking about the same story? The dad's actively fighting for his right to yeah. save that kid. That's fucking awful, man. Like, I was telling Chanel, I love you so much, man. But if we ever went through this... I, I will probably kill you. kill you. Like, I will literally go to prison for my yeah. kid. You, you try to take my kid away from me, and I will kill you. I don't know. I don't care who you are. Right. And that's what this is. Is the, You know, the author is even saying, our kids are under attack. And it has nothing to do with where you stand politically. This is just legitimately a health crisis. And there's nothing that a lot of us can do about it because we get attacked by the schools. We get labeled as domestic terrorists. She even talks about that in the book. There's many things that she's like, dude... If we don't do something about this now, it's going to get worse. That's why and, it's important to run for school board and vote for school board races and take over school boards because you're they're trying to brainwash and indoctrinate oh yeah. your children. Oh, yeah. That's how they can get them. That's how – because kids are very easy to fuck with too. And when they get older, they develop that idea based on what you told them. Like I'll use my kid as an example. If I had told her that there was such thing as a boogeyman, she's going to believe it wholeheartedly, even at the age of seven years old. Now, if I told her that was a way of life and, like, I kept enforcing it on her, not only is she going to believe it, she's going to base everything off of that, and it's going to fuck her up. Yeah. It's never going to go away. And then she's going to hold resentment towards me, hate everybody else, make herself a victim. That's all that shit does, especially when kids aren't checked. What if I told her this stuff and she already had abandonment issues? You know what I'm saying? Like... 
not that I abandon my kid. I'm not a great father, but I know that I'm a pretty damn good one in terms of loving them and providing for them. But nobody is perfect. And that's these kids these days. I'm not saying parents are shitty because the fact of the matter is you could have a dad who is so fucking good with his kid, but that kid is in the back on his tablet, lonely as hell, has no idea that he should be out with friends as opposed to talking to his friends on a chat line on YouTube and they're watching some guy put makeup on. Like, it's not all the parents' fault because this comes from every direction in life. But the parents aren't doing anything about it and they can't. Or again, yes, they're the enforcer. I know somebody, I'm not going to name names, but this is the perfect example. So she's a very kind person, a very good person, very good to us. But she said more than once to her kid in front of me, it is okay if you think you're a girl. You want to wear my mom, mommy's dress? You want to wear it? I'm like, don't do that. Do not do that. You shouldn't even tell him it's okay to think like that. Because it not. it's not. And they're not old enough to know that that's wrong. Like, It's okay, buddy. It's okay. The toaster is talking to you. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. Those little squirrels that come at you at nighttime are real. Like, are real. Right. Like, It's the same thing. It'd be different if, if your child was a teenager and you're starting to address these things. That's totally different. No kid needs to know about sex. Like, just to begin with, no kid needs to know about that stuff. What they need to know is, no, you do not put on a dress. No, you don't put on his Nikes. Like, <laughs> later down the road, you can decide that for yourself. And, well, this all depends, too, where you stand. For me, my kid is my kid until they're 18. If they live under my roof, they're still my kid. That's how it works. When you're under my roof and you're not 18 years old, you are not what you think you are. I am the one teaching you. I'm the one directing you and showing you how to be a decent person. You do not know who you are. That's just how it is. You don't even know who the fuck you are until you're older. When you're 18 and you're out of my house, that's up to you. Completely up to you. I'm not going to let you sit there and say at 13 that you're trans. Yeah. You're not. Like, that's just no way. I'm not even going to let you. It's time to go to therapy. 100%. And that's what's getting attacked, too. You know, they discuss that in the book, too. And it's sad because you got the therapist saying no. He is her. And you're like, not at all. How is that okay? You're a doctor. Like, what the fuck? And then the worst part of the matter is they um, talk about how you need to call the kid by the preferred name. Or you can do jail time, apparently, in some places, including doctors in the healthcare industry. That right there is scary. Yeah. That's not a cool law at all. Like, the idea that you can go to prison because you refuse to tell your kid you are a her. And you're not. That's crazy to me. And I do blame parents that let their kids transition. Not even transition. I'm talking like your kid said, I am no longer Sarah. I'm Skylar. Or whatever. I'm going to cut my hair. It's going to be pink. I'm going to wear a binder. And you will call me by my preferred name. And the parent says okay and loves that kid and supports it. That parent's still a shitty parent. Yeah. That's the worst thing you could have done. Not letting them transition, thank God. Like, I'm glad you didn't do that yet. But... You are still a piece of shit for allowing that little kid to do that. You are enabling their mental illness. Yeah, dude, that's the problem. Like, it's different for adults. And they even, she even addresses this in this book because I'm not talking about transgender adults. Those ones are actually a little different because a lot of them know exactly who they are. That's because their brain finally developed. And if it didn't, that's when they experience regret. Well, what kid his brain has developed? You know what I mean? Like that's the biggest thing there. You can't. And at that point, as a twenty-year-old, a twenty-something-year-old dude, if you want to cut your dick off, that's on you. You yeah. can do it. Whatever. Right. And see, 
I get called homophobe all the time because I'm like, if my kid comes home and says she's lesbian at 16, 15, no, you're not. I'm sorry, but you're not. You may think you are. And that's okay. If you like that, that's cool. But guess what you're not going to be doing? Bringing them home. Who touched you? Who hurt you? Yeah, like, it's not okay. You have no idea who you are. You have no idea what you want to eat next. Like, there's... You can't convince me otherwise. But, you know, there's a lot of counter-arguments that come with it. Like, well, why is it okay for them to just think everything straight is okay? I'm like, well, that's the thing, though. Is I don't want my kid coming home talking about dating when she's a child. And when they're teenagers... It's a different story, but it still needs to be monitored. You don't just give them the keys and tell them go. Right. You know, I don't, I think people misunderstand that. And I don't hate gay people because I hate even having to explain this. This is so stupid. No kid is gay though. I don't believe that. I don't believe that kids are gay. I just, maybe they are, but they don't actually fully realize until they're older in life. And you do need to go out and experience who you are. Well, the issue is, is this is going to be very controversial, but. Every lesbian I know, and most lesbians, are lesbians because they've had some kind of Shitty experience. traumatic experience yes. with a man. And this is really controversial. A lot of gay men are secret pedophiles who want to sleep with little girls. <laughs> and the closest thing to a little girl they can get is a... have you done? Is a... Is a um like young twenties gay man. Well, no, like that's legit what I'm saying. And people love to fight and argue with me. I don't believe it all, bro. There's no way you can prove to me that a kid is gay. There's just no fucking way. There are also gay men who were raped as children, and they their brain doesn't work right. Yeah, and a lot of it is an illness. Because here's the here's the thing: the number one, the number one like driving biological factor a biological like force on humans and every animal on the entire planet is uh-huh. to reproduce and create and raise children right well that's what, what, what keeps the wheels going it too. has to be something wrong with your brain uh-huh. for your body to be disgusted yeah by the part of the the other portion that you need in order to do that. Uh-huh. So it's not a natural thing. It is a, it's a choice. It's a it's a it's a it's and it's not a cho- the thing issue is it's not a choice. Just like people don't choose to have schizophrenia, people don't choose True, to have. It comes from un- like a traumatic. Exp- yeah, yeah. It, people don't choose to have un um undealt with trauma. Right, it's an experience that it's inflicted and they don't know how to deal with it, so they run to certain things. No, I wholeheartedly agree with that because I've known people in my life that were touched as kids or they were unfortunately put in a situation that no human should ever have to go through. And the only answer to them is to run to the opposite sex or do the exact same thing that person did to them to somebody else, which is shitty too. But I that's what I agree with. I think it's all trauma because... I don't care what people think of me. We're probably going to lose a lot of listeners' respect if we haven't already lost most of our listeners anyway. I don't believe that it's normal. I respect people that want to do it. I'm like, you know, that's you. I'm not going to praise you for being gay, but that's your personal preference. Just like you want to suck a cock, suck it. (laughs) (laughs) No, like legit, if that's what you want to do, cool. I'm not saying that you can't do it. And it shouldn't be illegal. But I'm not going to praise you for it. And you should have... Equal um, treatment and yeah. equal protections under the law, but 
just because you want to, just because you want to kiss titties, doesn't mean you praised, that you get yeah. special privileges. No, one hundred percent. There's no. Everyone needs to be judged accordingly, in my opinion. Like, I don't care if you're gay. I really don't. Yeah. I don't think it's normal as a kid anyway. When you're older, that's a whole other discussion we could have. To me, it's a sexual preference that when you're an adult, when you're a kid, it's not normal. Because, again, you don't even know who the fuck you are. You don't even know anything about sex or dating until you're exposed to it. So, My mom's a lesbian. Right. Probably because she had to deal with my dad and my... Um, and <laughs> my dad listened to this? <laughs> and, and secondly, because her, um, one of the men that she was with after my dad beat the snot out of her. So rightfully so, in her mind, she made her decision based on what she experienced. That's okay. It's not that she... My mom is not a lesbian because she was sexually attracted to women. Right, it was just... She became a lesbian because she was sick and tired of dealing with... Right. And her men. Yeah, in her mind, this was the way to go. But that's okay because her mind is now fully developed. She's an adult. She's made her decision. Yeah. You know? I mean, what is it? They say the mind isn't fully developed until you're like mid-20s, late 20s, like, right? Like 25, 26. Right. It, so at eight years old, dude, you don't know who it's the like, fuck you it's like. It's like 17, 18 for girls and like 22, 20, between 22 and 25 for guys. That's got to have changed, though. I know 20-year-olds that act like 18-year-olds, too, like when it comes to females. Like, I'm not trying to shit on women, but like I know a lot of girls I went to high school with. That you would still probably mistake them for being a high schooler because they're so stupid. Well, that's because they peaked too early. Right. No, no, it's true, though, because girls do learn a lot faster and they're a lot smarter than guys are. But even then, I don't believe the idea that a 16, 17-year-old girl knows that she's a lesbian or knows that she's trans. That, that doesn't make any sense. If like my if my daughter came into me and she was like 17 years old, I was like, Dad, I think I like to munch carpets. I'd be like, you okay. Got a whole year until you can decide. I was like, I'd be like, okay. First of all, let's have a discussion about who touched you, who hurt you. Yeah. Let's. We need to have a discussion about why you're a lesbian, mm-hmm. and what makes you think this is this is what you're feeling. You need to go to um, right. three months of therapy, and if you're still after all of this, you're still a lesbian. Then okay. Right. Then obviously it's a real thing because I do believe in that too. I believe that they can get all this help. And when all else fails, maybe that's because that's who they really and, are. And I would rather my daughter be a happy lesbian than a, yeah. than be a miserable cat lady. Well, that's the thing, too. You know what? I, I hate to say this, but I'd rather my kid hate me for the rest of her life because I wouldn't let her be a lesbian at 13 than for her to be 30, 40 years old, living on the streets, fucking taking pills because she has no idea who she is and she fucking got all these stupid yeah, surgeries. Yeah, and if my, if my daughter tur- or my son turns out to be like transgender and he does go through all the sexual transition surgery and he's out of my house and he hates me forever. At least you did your part to make was, him a decent human being. It was worth it to make sure that he didn't we didn't find safe. him hanging in a closet. Yeah, you did it to make sure After he, he chopped his balls off at right. 12. Well, that's what people don't get. Like... When your kid is born, that is your kid. I don't agree at all with this bullshit where you're supposed to make your kid your friend. Ask them permission to do stuff with them. No. Like, obviously, your kid deserves respect. And I do believe we should talk to our kids as you would another adult as they get older. You don't talk to a one-year-old and ask them, can I change your diaper? But you talk to your 14-year-old like a man. Because you're supposed to raise them to be a man. You don't condescend them and talk stupid to them. But you don't let them think that they run this fucking place. And that they have made their own decisions for themselves. They're not ready for that. 
Hey, little Dicky, what are you doing in that refrigerator? <laughs> so, yeah. well, Dad, why is that? I asked you to please stop calling me that. Hey, little Dicky. <laughs> well, like, my relationship with my stepfather, I actually enjoyed. A lot of people would call it weird, but, like, you're like, hey, faggot. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Thought I told you to take out that trash. Like, I'll get to it in a minute. Yeah, you want that allowance? You better hurry up before I throw you down them damn steps. Like, it was a, a love-hate thing. It wasn't even a hate thing. It was more just tough love. Yeah. And that's what you need to do with your kids. It's okay to joke with your kids and show them that, hey, we all make mistakes and there's a funny side to everything, but you're still my kid. You're still going to follow my rules. And when you're ready to leave, okay, that's cool, but not until you're 18. Yeah, my thing with a bunch of people um, is that, like, they get to know me and then they're like you don't like me it's like why did, what makes you think that like you make fun of me all the time and you like roast that's me. why it's i like, like you it's like that means i like you yeah like I'm hold on fun like that's the that's 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 that is how i show people that like hey we're good don't you dare hit me okay good this chicken a jeep this dude this cheap liberty like look made eye contact with the van was like I'm ramming it. <laughs> you do got a rapist looking man. I'm getting, but... <laughs> I'm getting, in, I'm getting insurance. No fucking, for real though. That's that's how I love people too. Is through joking. Like I would never. So if I'm making fun of you because you love something, and I'm talking down to you because you're excited for something, that's me being a piece of shit. <laughs> if, if I'm making fun of you because of how you look right now because you're happy about it, that's different. Like, you're like bro, I got these tickets to Magic Dragons. I'm so excited. Oh yeah, kind of. Can I go with you? Absolutely. I'm just fucking kidding. I don't want to go with you. Like, <laughs> that's me joking. But when you're like, oh, I can't wait to go to Magic Dragons. Shouldn't you be going to school and you know, paying your bills on time? That's me being a prick. You know, like, it's also mixed uh, signals, you too. You to be I a can... good person first. Well, that's the thing, man. And you got to, like, you talk. When you don't like someone, you let them know. You don't beat around the bush. Yeah. I don't. I won't crack jokes if I don't like you. Like, I'll legit say something fucked up to you. My thing is, like... No one is important enough for me to deal with your bull crap if well, yeah. I don't like you. Well, and think of it like this, too. Are you going to waste your energy on someone that you can't stand? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like that old saying that um, my grandpa used to tell me this all the time. He said that uh, a person will not tell you when they're racist or bigoted or whatever because you won't know. They won't get to know you. They won't talk to you. The person that does is most likely not the enemy. The person who is the enemy will not give you a minute to think about it. And I'm like, I 100% agree. They'll either kill you or they're not going to be around you. What what person do you know that hates black people actually knows who Ice Cube is? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't hate black people and love Ice Cube or even know his movies. Like, there's no way. If you truly hate that person and their race, you're not wasting your time watching FUBU and shit like that, too. There's no way. Yeah, it's, it's one of those whole situations where- Jesus Christ! I feel you, dude. I've been up since like forever ago. My kid woke me up, <laughs> and I'm dying. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, we're at a good stopping point anyway. It's we've pretty much delivered what we wanted to. I already, I wanted to discuss Kyle Rittenhouse. We went there. I decided to throw the trans thing in there because it's fun to talk about trans. <laughs> it's not fun. It's actually really upsetting because it makes me sad and worry about my kid. And I sit there going, it's not that I really don't give a shit if someone doesn't like what we have to say. It's more, I'm like, oh, damn, there goes the views. <laughs> but I don't know. I've pretty much done what I want to do. Is there anything you want to add? I think that wraps her up. Yeah, at least till we get to some future episodes. Um, we'll add 
USA. Yeah, well, let's go brand to that. <laughs> Until it gets bland, uh, blocked. You've seen, you've seen that video of the old lady who gets the t-shirt that says hashtag um, FJB. She says, uh, FJB, I, I, hell yeah. She says, you know what FJB stands for? She goes, what? Because it says, fuck Joe Biden. She goes, well, hell yeah, that's what I say. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening. I am Tony, as always, with my buddy Austin here. Austin, sir, I will see you on Friday. Adios.